we'd like to celebrate language and how we look at uh, teaching language, especially with uh, times that are changing. Coco Yu, language facilitator, teacher, and uh, Gina Albert from Yaru Nyambaburu, recently went over to Alice Springs to participate in a master's apprentice uh, conference. And this had all to do with uh, the language teaching and how we can use different avenues of uh, passing on uh, this most valuable resource, which is a library, pretty much, uh, to First Nations people in the end of the day. It was also interesting to note that there was also Native American Indians uh, that also uh, attended uh, the conference as well. Coco, Gina, hello, welcome to the program. Sandy? Oh, I like that. Good morning. Good morning, and mm. it's well and truly afternoon for those with us on mm. the Eastern Seaboard no. there and in the Central Time. Mm-hmm. You guys were recently in Alice Springs. What was that like? Tell us more about it. It was extremely cold. Cold. <laughs> but um, we'd like, first off, we'd like to say thank you to the um, Bretham School for inviting us to c- go to that seminar and um, the Aranda people for allowing us there and welcoming us on their country to um, learn how to um, teach and pass on language. Because times are changing. Our little guys are picking up so much with social media, televisions, uh, games. It's amazing how many American type of accents I'm hearing out there from a lot of the young ones. Mm, yeah, there's lots. Um, we actually had um, the people who were training us in the Masters and Apprentice um, uh, program, they were um, Native Americans. Most of them were from California and um, Yuchi, yeah. uh, Lakota. Um, I think he was more mid-US. And um, my mind's gone blank, as <laughs> usual. She was yeah. eh? Chinese, yeah, yeah. Mandarin or something. Yeah, she was there, she, but she was there as a, um, as a psychologist in terms of when people are regaining and learning their language, there's trauma associated when you are trying to reclaim your language. So she was there to help us and help everybody who was there. Um, we had Zambadi people come up as well. Yeah, they were great. Um, a few um, other West Kimberley people who went over. But, yeah, people from all over Australia pretty much went there, yeah, yeah to learn how to do Master's Apprentice. Gina, you, do, you want to say something? Um. <laughs> Apart from laughing. <laughs> Tina, trauma. <laughs> no, trauma, yeah. Extend on that. What did Coco mean by trauma associated with going back to learning language? I guess people just fear it. You know, it brings up a lot of other 
stuff from inside. So, um, yeah, mm. a lot of hurt. Why is it a lot of hurt? Well, it's because it's our right to know our language, like from birth. But that was taken away from us with stolen generation and colonisation. And even though sometimes we don't realise it, and not only do we have hurt, but we also have blame. Like sometimes, I mean, me personally, I didn't feel of that, neither did Gina, but there were other people who might have felt um, like this is, you know, you can feel blame or resentment to your elders for not passing their language on to you. And um, some people feel that, some people don't. And not that it's the elders' fault, it's not their fault, but, you know, sometimes you just think, well, how come, how come you could speak it but you didn't teach me? You know, that kind of attitude sometimes with some people. But um, anyway, with Master's Apprentice, what, um, they did workshops with us over there. Um, and it's a program where um, you totally immerse yourself in your language. You do not speak English at all. Um, and you start off bit by bit, like, you know, five minutes a day, working it up. Once you've got all of that language down, you know what you're talking about. Then the next day it might go up to ten minutes. And in that all that time you give yourself, you don't speak anything but your own language so it's building it up, building it up, building it up. And you have um, a fluent speaker who will teach someone who's learning. And you always start off with things like um, survival phrases. That's really good. Gina knows a few survival phrases. She can tell you what This one be. is Gariburugan. I don't know. Gariburugan. Or Yangi Nyamba. What's this? Uh, young um, Malu young, Nganalangan? I don't understand. Yeah. Malu Nganalangan? Malu Nganalangan. Mm. <coughs> Just little words like that you have. Um, so if someone's teaching you and instead of saying, well, I don't know what you're saying, you just say... Or, or you're saying, Ngoruwalju, repeat. Yeah, say it again. Can you say it, mm. Sandy? Ngoruwalju. Ngoruwalju. Ngawai. Mabu. Mabu. Good. <laughs> yeah. Do you mabu yeah. I think everybody in Broome should know what mabu <coughs> is by now. <laughs> yeah. mm. Mm. I used to often have one of our weather correspondents uh, speaking uh, the local lingo because he just uh, loved what was coming out uh, from the essence where mm. the, the language uh, resources that we have as part of Word of the Day. Yes. Yeah. Gina, in fact, what you guys were just talking about, uh, the master and the uh, apprentice, is very much both your stories, isn't it? Yourself and Coco. Coco's been facilitating language for a long time. I've certainly watched you grow, and you've really blossomed as you picked up uh, the Yaru language. Nali. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, yeah, I have come a long way from when I was actually doing the um, learning the um, phrases to put on the radio. There's a bit of um, yeah laughs, you know, while that was happening. The recordings, 
So but now, here I am, you know, I was sort of being taught it, and, um, and here I am mm. now teaching other people, but, you know, I'm, I still see myself as an apprentice, because, you know, there is a lot to learn. So um, for all those people out there who'd like to learn language, go for it. Wonderful example. Coco, you mentioned trauma. Also going through those steps there with Gina. What else came up? Um, well, teach. Um, well, I don't what? know. With trauma, it's like um, the trauma. What came up in the course in the um, conference? Yeah. What um, other? Well, you know, um, I think it was Julian who spoke about it. Who is one of the um, people that came over from the US, US mm. and he said to um, like make it fun, you know, so um, do little games and that, so you know, make fun activities, so mm. little card games, they had a, they also had, um, no, that was Dan actually, the older bloke, you know, like they had um, like a counting one, they had one of their games. One of their games, yeah, 50 stones around in a circle and sticks and you have to sort of um, throw that. So you just play that game over and over and over again and you're just saying the same words over and over and over again, like for counting, like pe teaching how to count. It was quite funny because um, in Yaru we only count to six and most Indigenous languages don't have huge numbers. and. Three, I think, yeah. yeah. Most of them had th up to three. Up to three, just counting up to three. So, um, so there's a there, there's a choice there. Like you know, they were saying, um, what does your community want to do? Do you want to stay with those five numbers or three numbers, or as some of the um, Native Americans did, they expanded it and they can count up to millions now. I don't know how they did that, but I got an email and asked them how. But it depends on what the community wants, if you want to leave it at what you have. Because some, um, some people said, you know, no, we're not allowed to. We're just, we're just keeping it at three numbers. We're not going to expand it just because in English or whatever you can count into the millions and billions. We're keeping with our little three or four or five. So, but, yeah, it's something that each community has to talk about and um, work it out for themselves. You come from a teaching background, working in school, so you would have uh, gone through the, the game style. I noticed there's also Yarrow Bingo in action. Uh, that's a, a fabulous game I'd like to see in progress. Uh, is there a lot of that type of teaching already happening in schools with Yarrow? Um, well, yeah, they play all sort. They play all sorts of games in schools, depending on the teachers and and depending on what they're um, learning about. But yeah, definitely, games are one way of um, increasing your knowledge of your language because it's so repetitive. You're doing it over and over again. You know, stop, go, what, whatever, calling out words. So if you've got, if you're playing bingo, and you've got um, what rocks or you've got seagulls and you're constantly calling them out so you know and by by the end of it they'll be calling it out as well like you know like murug, um, murugin for seagull 
You know, Anangari. So if you keep hearing that, keep hearing it. Barlu for tree. Walangayu. Walangari. See, you ask someone, a lot of people will say, you give me money. Hi. That's our favorite in the in the office. Walangayu, Walangari. Give me money. I used to hear it everywhere. Once upon a time. It is very. Language fusion, isn't it, in the office? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. Bits and pieces. And I mean, like most of us grew up speaking, um, well, different kind of languages, didn't we? But we just didn't know what we were speaking. <laughs> well, thrown into French with the uh, German. Uh, yes. Indonesian. Indonesian. Yes. I think umang umang is Indonesian. Is umang umang Indonesian or Malaysian? Or so, but we all thought it was an Aboriginal word. <laughs> <laughs> and then we got told, no, it's not. Oh, okay, then. Oh, well, I was always told it was ladder. Was it? Well, that's from up the peninsula. Yeah. Right? Ah, yeah. 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 Mm. For those little crabs. Yeah, yeah. So we don't know. Well, we're all learning. I mean, we learn all the time. You know, you could be right. Somebody else could have told us something wrong. <laughs> we <No>. don't know. <laughs> Well, it was great. You guys were in the know being in Alice Springs. How long you, were you guys there for? Oh, well, the conference went for three days. Yeah. Four. Four days? Four, yeah. Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, four days, sorry. Yeah. So, um, but it was, yeah, the it was so interesting, like, um, listening. There were the the Uchi um, Native Americans, the family, it was fantastic because they'd gone through the Master's Apprentice with, they had a grandfather, the mother, and their three children. And um, she was an apprentice to her father. So um, she learned to speak Uchi from her father. Um, and now she's fluent, but her children... Uh, the f- they they were telling us that her children are the first um, first um, nation speakers of their language. Yeah, f- that, that that's their first language. Uchi is their first language, and that's the first time that's happened in over eighty years or something like that. So, and they had their little six-year-old son there, and all they just spoke completely in their language and that was from doing the masters and apprentice so she made a decision when she was having children she would never speak english to them <laughs> so and yeah it was fantastic it is i mean i'm loving it avicina look Thank at you, you. Uh, where you've come coco mm. you just well take it out there with that rhythm <laughs> Uh, the facilitating, and of course, being uh, the master of all apprentices, but we'll always be learning, won't we? Yes, yes. I don't. I don't like saying. I don't. I never call myself master because I'm always learning. Exactly. But, but she's my master because she knows more than me. Oh, mm. yes, exactly. And you both know more than me when it comes to Yaru languages. That's for sure. No. I- Thank you very much for just. Making our tongue rolls a little bit differently <laughs> today. Mm. <laughs> no, I, <yeah>. no worries. I <laughs> oh, love that. Jean uh, Albert, Malabuji. Ladies, Jean Albert and Coco, you from Yaru Nyambaburu. <laughs> <laughs>